How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back to the second guest show. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino, beachside right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. Come on by and visit us. We'll be here until 7 o'clock tonight. Then we'll throw it to the LSU Radio Network right here on the Big 870, and it'll be the Matt McMahon Show. Bob, they are estimating that what could be over $200 million bet in the state of Louisiana on Super Bowl Sunday. That's just in Louisiana? Just in Louisiana. Man, people got a lot of money to spare, right? I mean, it's that's all, what it's I don't estimated know. It, it's all on, on the Super Bowl. Now, the now thing, not the only is, well, prop bets, game, that sort of thing, but they are estimating $200 million just in the state of Louisiana. Well, that, I mean, the thing is, listen, it's all a matter of fun, and you do a little gaming, uh, but don't neglect your family. No. If you got a, you got a paycheck, you got to feed your family, you got to pay your house note, do whatever. <laughs> yeah. So you, you have to gamble responsibly. Because uh, that repo fun. man eventually come yeah, get yeah, that yeah, car yeah, that, and everything. But that's unbelievable, thing. that number, Mike. $200 million just in Louisiana. $200 million. And, uh, you know, one of the things, we were talking about Kim Mulkey. We'll try to get Kim on tomorrow. Uh, in leading up to the game. But Kimball's like, man, I'm sure glad that they put us in the afternoon. That, you know, you could watch right. LSU play South Carolina, the two undefeated teams in women's basketball, play against one another. Because she said, you know, I know as it gets later in the day, all eyes will be Kansas City, Philly. Well, Mike, and, and you're talking about uh, the gaming and that, uh, you know, more people, uh, you know, like the casual better. You know, you got the professional gamblers, you got the hardcore fans, but you look at the casual betters. You know what uh, they're intrigued by? Uh, 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 we're going to talk about this more during the week. But they're more intrigued, uh, they're going to write, uh, write a lot more tickets on prop bets than oh, actually yeah. oh, the game. It's always been like that, Bob. Uh, you know always. what I mean? Like, like the, the prop bets, something uh, that's weird, or what's going to come, like something so easy as about. Um, like a choice, for instance, what's going to be the first turnover? Is it an interception or is it a fumble? Like, uh, like I, was, I was reading where like an interception, for instance, might be minus 170, meaning that you need to bet $170 to win 100 But then a fumble is listed at plus 140 which means you bet $100 to win 140 So that's what it seems like uh, the casual better. Uh, not the professional gamblers and all that, diehard fans. That's what they're more interested in, all, the, all of these prop bets. And, Mike, there's anything I heard, like, on a menu. 
anyway uh, where you look at a bed, bed MGM, Caesars, whatever it, it might be, that up to uh, like 2,000 options like on the menu available in the different prop bets. Like some, it might be seven to 800 or 1,000, somewhere in that uh, the number. But even as much as 2,000 options on a menu available, the different type prop bets. I, I'll never forget this story that you're bringing up prop bets. Um, this is a story goes back to, to Buddy D, and he goes to Governor Edwards, then Governor Edwards, Edwin Edwards, and asks him, listen, could you talk to Tom Benson about hiring Mike Ditka? And, you know, Buddy's like, you know, Mike, that will be on my tombstone one day. I'm the guy that sort of pushed for Ditka. And I actually went to the governor to push it. So he's sitting there with the gov, and he said, man, you know, he said, you know, Governor Edwards never made a comment. He said, I spoke to him for about 15 minutes. And I said, gov, what do you think? And he's like, buddy, I'm all for it. You know why? I made the most money on a football game betting on the Bears and Mike. The mid-80s and 85. He said, I bet on the over in that game, and I also bet on refrigerator Perry scoring touchdown. So (laughs) he was more concerned with the prop bets that the government made. And when you said that, man, it popped into my head. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, Buddy tells me the story, so I finally – I asked this to the, to the gov when he was alive, and he was like, Mike, that's exactly what I told him. That's exactly what. I said, man, I, I'm not going to tell you exactly how much money, but I made some really good money off those prop bets with the Bears, Refrigerator well, Perry. That and, and, Mike, I, I think when you look at the casual fan and you think of prop bets, I think you, had a, you have a ton of people that would just uh, bet the props, and they don't really care uh, who wins. How long the national anthem is going to be, yeah, all that, that stuff. They don't care who wins. That's really a way for them to enjoy the game and not worry about the outcome. Listen, this Because they lot. might have no connections to the Chiefs or the Eagles, but they like pro football, and they like the parties, and they're going to, and so they can enjoy the prop bets that way. Yeah, and it's almost like fantasy football to some yeah, extent. Yeah. You know, I'm not pulling for a team. I'm pulling for a player. That's where my money's riding, on that player. So what not do you necessarily think, what, what a team. What do you think right now, Mike, as we go on a break, uh, uh, like a turnover? You think there will be a fumble before an interception or an interception before a fumble? I think the odds are more you have an interception. Yeah, I, I would bet on the interception before the fumble on that. And so, uh, and the thing is going to be on the Mahomes bets because one thing with Patrick, he attracts a lot of gamblers on touchdowns, Yardage, Patrick gets a lot of those put in his manner. We'll be back with more second guests and Wilson Alexander from the Baton Rouge Advocate talking LSU Tigers right after this break on the Big 870. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit Cox Cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Back here on Second Guess, Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert, live from the Silver Slipper Casino, Beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. Uh, Adam Scheffner is reporting this, but Brian Flores it looks as though he is the new defensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings. Bob and I will talk a little bit more about it after uh, our segment here with Wilson Alexander, but Brian Flores on a defense that, to be honest, Bob, they underachieved last Who, year. Who, the Vikings? The Vikings. Well, the, 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 the offense it, it, scored. No, uh, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Mike, I'm almost sure the Vikings, they had a horseshoe up there. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I, I think they set an NFL record. They had uh, uh, 11 wins by... Um, One score or less? Yes. It no, was the no, first. that's not going to happen again. That's not going to happen that, back to back years. They won 11 games by, uh, like... In, in, in like four or five, six points, whatever, never happened in NFL. And look, look how the Saints, when we played them in England, we hit the uh, double doink. It's a double doink. But, but they, the they, won, they won a bunch of games like that. No, their their liability, you might say, well, we need a different quarterback, Kirk Cousins, but their defense Man, they were, uh, they they gave w- up was lousy. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so that's where Flores is going. So Brian's headed there. Brian's a guy that, uh, man, I met him a few years back, comes to the Louisiana line camp. He's good friends. Uh, with uh, with Pete Jenkins and able to bring him in. And I, I knew right then and there he was going to be a head coach one day. We have on our talk and text line from Oakland Hart, Wilson Alexander from the Baton Rouge Advocate talking LSU. And, uh, Wilson, before you know it, it's going to be LSU spring ball. So thanks for joining us this afternoon. Thanks for having me on, gentlemen. How are you all? Good, good. Wilson, the big difference, I saw you wrote the article last week. LSU offensively, man, offensive line. When you think about four to five starters coming back, you have Dellinger who has seen a lot of playing time that can come in to fill inside. You can't eliminate the fact that maybe there's a freshman out there that you may have to reshuffle your offensive line a little bit. But when you look at LSU offensively, the two things stick in mind. One, you've got an experienced quarterback that has won, won big in the SEC in Jaden Daniels with a really talented backup in Garrett Nussmeyer and offensive line play. Much better than what uh, certainly Brian Kelly inherited. This is a much better situation, as you say, in that they were, LSU was in this time last year. This time last year, Jane Daniels wasn't even on the roster. I don't think at this point he was even in the transfer portal just yet. Um, that happened you know, around this time last year, and there was so much – 
uh, a transformation on LSU's offense that happened uh, really just within the course of, you know, a year. And now LSU, all those pieces are already in place. Instead of trying to sort of mix and match and figure out who's going where and uh, where these position battles and all this stuff kind of up in the air and just kind of making it work and making it work to a, you know, pretty successfully, uh, I would argue, obviously, LSU won the SEC West and it finished fourth in the SEC in scoring. Um, now all that stuff is back. And it was only two really, you know, starters uh, departing to the NFL with Kayshawn Booty and uh, Anthony Bradford. And, of course, Dre Jenkins, a key contributor, but didn't start necessarily every single game. He's off to the NFL as well. But there's so much that's coming back that LSU's in a really good position offensively. Get this, of the four SEC, the four highest-scoring SEC teams, LSU is the only one that brings back its quarterback. Tennessee, Alabama, and Georgia all have to find new quarterbacks. LSU is not in that kind of a position, and it creates a lot of optimism uh, around this group heading into this string. Yeah, like you, like you say, Wilson, look, uh, leads LSU to 11, uh, 10 wins, SEC West t- title. Uh, that's why I like the fighting Tigers with Jaden Daniels. Well, you look like who he's throwing to. And uh, you look at Malik Neighbors, he emerges LSU's uh, top offensive weapon and what have you done for me lately, looking at Citrus Bowl, 163 yards receiving, a touchdown. And he looks very impressive. He looks strong in traffic. Uh, I was reading where you were, uh, wrote also uh, just all-around receiver, but who is going to emerge around him? Yeah. Uh, is that uh, – who, who do you look at besides Malik Neighbors? Is it Aaron Anderson or what – Maybe in the slide, I know, but he transferred from Alabama. But break that down because everyone's familiar with Malik Neighbors. But what about, like, when you need two or three weapons there? Yeah, Wilson, the other thing is, uh, who do you think might be that breakout guy at wide receiver? That's a lot of young talent on this team, but that's a difference between production and potential, so to speak. Absolutely. In the wide receiver room, who's that number two, who's that number three, and who's rotating in? Because we saw this past season that LSU is going to rotate at receiver if it has the guys to do so. Uh, that's probably the most interesting, interesting thing to watch on the offensive side because it's the part that's unsettled. Um, Brian Thomas is somebody who certainly comes to mind. Uh, you know, he's got that link on the outside at six foot four. He's done, uh, been pretty productive for two years, but at the same time, uh, while he had five touchdown catches this last season, he hasn't gone over 400 yards receiving in, in his first two years of college. And, you know, that's not a knock necessarily, but it's just like, okay, now this is the time heading into his junior year, but there's going to be a little bit more on him to step up. It, he's got an opportunity to do so. Uh, he started a good bit last year, especially down those last couple of games, and he's got a chance now to really cement himself as a number two uh, and continue to kind of take that step into, like, the elite proven SEC receiver instead of just, um, one of the receivers in the rotation. Uh, Aaron Anderson, who you mentioned, is really intriguing. You know, five foot nine, fast. Uh, you know, so you would think of him as kind of maybe a slot guy, but LSU sort of moves his pre- uh, receivers around. Like many league neighbors uh, will probably take snaps out of the slot as well. Um, but Aaron Anderson is somebody who uh, is, is really promising and didn't play much at Alabama, had some injury stuff early in the year, uh, really didn't play at all. Um, but he's, we saw what he did in high school, and if that can translate, then he could probably play you know, right away in some capacity. And then you've got a whole bunch of unproven guys behind them. I mean, Kyron Lacey, you know, he, he was part of the rotation last year, um, but he's going to have to you know, continue to take another more strides. Chris Hilton is really, I think, an interesting person to watch because if he can stay healthy, he's got game-changing speed that you don't really have elsewhere uh, outside of maybe Aaron Anderson on this team. Um, and if he can uh, you know, stay healthy for a season and show what he was able to do in high school that could translate to the next level, 
he's one to watch for sure. Then, of course, you got four freshmen, uh, some of them really highly touted, particularly Jalen Brown and Shelton Sampson. Uh, but, you know, you kind of got to get into the college game and see how they do before you really put too much on them and, you know, start showering them too much with praise. Now, uh, Wilson, looking on the defensive side now, um, uh, look, uh, for the second straight offseason, look at LSU, uh, completely rebuilt uh, the cornerback room after bringing uh, back uh, only two corners. And then you got, what, you signed four transfers. You got three freshmen. Uh, what is your take on that and the significance of that? Then you even look at the nickel safety or the safety position. I mean, uh, you know, when you get like four stars, five stars, and I, I thought this intrigued, like Sage Ryan. Would this be the year that uh, the five-star recruit uh, finally has that breakout season? What's your take on him? And, and really where they're at uh, with that cornerback position, great season, I, I having to rebuild. Yeah, maybe it doesn't draw the same sort of attention as like a quarterback battle would, but corner is the most wide open and intriguing position battle to watch from, during spring practice and then again into the preseason because you've got a lot of guys who uh, bring some interesting tools and some promise, but nobody outside of probably Deuce Chestnut, the Syracuse transfer, who's really done it over the course of an entire season. Seven Banks, uh, you know, one of the only returning guys, he hasn't really played significant snaps in a few years because of injuries. And then Terrence Welch is the other returner. He, he was just a freshman last year. He mainly played on special teams. Denver Harris was, you know, started pretty quickly at, at Texas A&M, but only played about, I guess, five, I think five, started five games before he was an indefinitely suspended. So he hasn't done it for an entire season. Uh, J.K. Johnson hasn't done it for an entire season after playing Ohio State. Sal Alexander was really, really good at Southeastern, but, you know, he's got to take a step up to a higher level. There's question marks and things to like with all of these guys, and so it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Um, and also who, you know, if Javin Toviano, if LSU actually plays him at corner, if it tries him at safety or nickel or something like that, it's going to be fascinating because, um, you know, these guys can move around a good bit. Depending on what else you want at nickel, that could be maybe somebody like Deuce Chestnut or one of these other corners because we've seen that be a really versatile position to cover the slot. And, you know, you can have a lot of different kind of types of defensive backs in that role. But Sage Ryan kind of going into the spring is someone you certainly want to see take that next step. You know, he's a former five-star, like you said. Um, hasn't really broken out just yet. He's had some g- plays here and there where you thought, okay, there, there he is. And then, um, you know, just cause kind of always gotten passed over on the depth chart and never really broken out, but he's going to have a chance to in the spring really assert himself at nickel and uh, kind of go from there. But it's going to be fascinating to see how that corners, those two corners, outside corner spots and the nickel safety position sorts itself out. Now, uh, you know, Wilson, when I look at this, uh, obviously these are household names. If you're an LSU fan, uh, but then you have to deal with injuries, and you look at experience, and you look at the depth. I mean, I'm expecting Mason Smith uh, to have an outstanding comeback here, but he's coming off the ACL surgery. And you look at Wingo. I mean, to me, that, that was one of the best stories of the whole LSU Tigers recovering. Now uh, he won't be participating in spring practice, having a shoulder injury. And then you look at even uh, the safety position, Greg Brooks and Major Burns. You're happy with them. But then uh, you worry about the stability at safety, I guess, as far as the depth. Would that be the same thing? But there's a lot of jobs wide open when you consider you look at interior detail or like a safety. Uh, you know by Brooks and Major Burns or maybe Smith or Wingo. But after that, it, boy, it's going to be highly competitive. Wilson, one yeah, thing that, with yeah. Wingo mm-hmm. is they can't ask him to take that many snaps again. Man, because he, he, look, he look, never got a break. I mean, he looked to be on the field. All the time. They can't do that again. 
with Wingo. They got to find somebody else that that can play in the middle. There was a moment at the Citrus Bowl when we were talking to Makai before the game uh, at an event, you know, pre-bowl event, and he expressed how excited he was that he maybe wouldn't have to play as many snaps <laughs> during the bowl game that he had played all season because you could kind of tell that it had worn it worn, worn on him a little bit um, to play as much as he did. He played more snaps than anybody in college football at the Division One level last season, and it's really, really hard to do that year after year, even in just one season, at a position that is so physical, like defensive tackle, and requires so much. So, yes, LSU wanted to go and get help at defensive tackle, shore up the interior, so that wouldn't have, would be able to have more of a rotation this season. Went out and got Jordan Jefferson from West Virginia, got Jalen Lee from Florida. You've got Mason Smith coming back off the ACL, and obviously there's a lot of expectations on him to maybe you know have that breakout year that you thought he was going to have last year, but you got to see how he can do coming off a major knee injury like that. Jacoby and Guillory coming back. So they've got some bodies, though, um, as long as you know everybody kind of stays healthy, um, to maybe have more of a rotation. George Jefferson, in particular, I think, was a really great addition. Have a, had a productive year at West Virginia, started every game, and looks like somebody who could slide right in and, and give you quality reps. And so defensive tackle, uh, that'll be interesting to see how it shakes out in the spring because Wingo is out with the shoulder surgery, because Mason Smith won't be a full participant coming off ACL. You're going to be able to get a really good look at those guys that you brought in Lee and Jefferson and Guillory as well. And then maybe some of the young guys like um, Tyke Hill, you know, a freshman last year. And Bryce Langston has been on the roster a couple of years, but the Ed Orgeron staff was really, really high on him when he came in as a freshman. So that's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. And yes, at safety, the depth there is not, uh, isn't, isn't proven at all. Isn't, isn't great. You've got Matthew uh, Langlois and then you've got some freshmen coming in, but yeah, past Greg Brooks and major Burns, there isn't a lot there. So it'll be interesting to see if maybe LSU goes after, a transfer safety in May once the portal reopens if there's somebody who they like just to add some depth because uh, Major Burns hasn't actually played a you know, full season just because injuries have cropped up the last two years since he transferred to LSU. So not to say that he can't this year, of course, but just the fact that, you know, football, you're gonna, you got to be able to anticipate having some injuries here and there and you want to have some depth in case that happens uh, to behind them. Now, Wilson, uh, looking at uh, edge rusher or a jack linebacker, I want you to comment on that, or just uh, interior linebacker, just look at the linebacker position. You know, all LSU fans are intrigued uh, where Harold Perkins is, but I'm kind of intrigued because now you have to look in this in years to come. Uh, you look at the transfer portal. I mean, what can you tell me about Omar Spites? I'm looking at a transfer uh, from Oregon State, uh, and I'm looking, he was first team. He wasn't like honorable mention, first team all Pac-12 selection last season. So, I mean, I think that's a plug-and-play right there. Uh, that ain't his first rodeo uh, that uh, I'm expecting big things from him because Oregon State was one of those teams, to me, that the winning in the trenches, you know, offensive defensive line, uh, what they did last year. And so it seems like he's one of those aggressive type players that I think is going to contribute from the get-go. And he can run and hit. Yeah. The last two and a half years, he has started at Oregon State. Right. Man, uh, you talk about some accomplishments, and Bob, what you bring up is correct. Man, they were a nasty defense. Yes. That, they, that, were, that, that. they were a tough, physical, nasty so, defense. So remember that name, Omar is his Omar Spite. Omar Spites. Omar Spites. Remember that. Uh, so what's your take on him, Wilson? 
He's one of the most important transfers that LSU added because of the hole at inside linebacker. Demario Tolan, uh, when he transferred to Auburn, that really exposed how thin LSU suddenly was at inside linebacker with Micah Baskerville, of course, also go, finishing up his college career. You know, Greg Penn comes back, and while LSU fans thought there's one, a lot of them would have liked to have seen more out of Greg Penn this season, he's the second was the second leading tackler on the team. But next to him, you know, there wasn't a, a sure thing at inside linebacker. Well, now you've got one with Omar. Like you said, an all-pack 12 selection uh, tackling machine. He can play. He seems like he's got pretty good coverage based skills based on his tape. He can play out a little bit further close to the boundary if LSU needs him to, and that gives Matt House some options to kind of mix things around on the defense, which you know he likes to do. Likes to be creative and be multiple on defense. And Omar's got a skill set that'll help him allow you know help that happen and allow him to do that. And that's a, it was it was huge for LSU to get somebody with his kind of experience. Uh, to come in and play right away at inside linebacker. That's absolutely the expectation is that he will start next season and then uh, next to Greg Penn. And then let, let, let Harold Perkins be what he was last year and continue to evolve in a way that's so interesting because he can do so many different things. He's got the versatility to play inside, but I asked Matt House before the bowl game how he wanted to use Harold, you know, kind of going into next season. Would he shift into inside linebacker? And Matt House said that Harold Perkins would be more so, you know, that free-flowing outside linebacker, pass rusher, use him in so many different kind of ways and, and really highlight what he is so good at in getting after the passer and, and try running people down because of his speed as he continues to develop. There's so many different ways to use him and, you know, can kind of you, you can do that because you've got someone like Omar inside. Um, that was a huge addition. Let's LSU develop some of the freshmen coming in that they're really high on, like Whit Weeks in particular. You've heard a lot of buzz about especially coming off the way he played in the uh, uh, U.S. Army All-American game um, and his brother West, you know, they don't have to just get thrust right away into a uh, sort of um, into a starting role that may let LSU do so much. They might like to have another inside linebacker because they've only got, uh, gosh, all of a sudden it's slipping out of my mind, but five or six on scholarship heading into next season. Uh, but Omar at least gives you some confidence that especially if everybody else can stay healthy, um, LSU will be okay at an inside linebacker. Yeah, looking at uh, looking at the backups, West Weeks, Whit Weeks, uh, Christian uh, Braithwaite. Uh, if I'm pronoun- he's a summer enrollee. So looking at uh, the linebacker competition there. Now, now Wilson, uh, is it still you think uh, running back by committee, the solid rotation there? Uh, whether you look know, Josh Williams, or John Emery, and Noah Kane, short yardage, and all that, or Armani Goodwin, and uh, you look coming this summer, Caleb Jackson. Uh, I want you to comment on that, and then also uh, I definitely want you to comment on this because whenever Coach Kelly says something, we all know about Mason Taylor, <laughs> and as far as what he did, one of the most productive seasons of tight end LSU history as a freshman and what he was able to do. But Coach Kelly said, who's this Pimpton guy? I mean, I don't know, Coach Kelly, uh, Camorum, whatever, uh, Pimpton says, uh, I don't know that I've had somebody with his raw athletic ability. Think all the players that he's – Witness at and that position. Yeah, and he's coming this summer, Pimpton. He might pimp us out, and we all, we all be like uh, wearing Pimpton shirts. And stuff. Wilson, one of the things with Josh Williams, <laughs> man, he he's got to be on the pension plan at LSU, right? <laughs> man, it's like he's been there for like ten years. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been here for a little bit, but you know, and finally, really, you know, getting his chance last season, emerging as that lead back, and even though he'll have you know a similar and heightened role this season. 
uh, to answer Bobby's you know question, it will be running back by committee. That's all the indications that you know we, we would have at that spot because that's what LC did last year, and the personnel hasn't changed. You know, uh, same personnel. And Brian Kelly said last year, you know, they, there wasn't Leonard Fournette in that backfield, and that it was going to be running back by committee, and that's what we saw. Um, but what's interesting though is even though LSU maybe doesn't have that lead running back, it has the lead quarterback as its rusher because Jaden Daniels, what he does with his legs and uh, the way he opens things up in the running game uh, for the, for the rest of the running backs, they don't necessarily need somebody who's going to be, you know, a thousand yard plus rusher because Jaden Daniels might be a thousand yard plus rusher. And that's a little bit of a different offense than, you know, maybe else he's used to seeing. And of course that gets into the whole conversation about, you know, downfield passing and all those things as well, but it, it ends up being productive and it just shapes what else you need out of its running backs. It doesn't need somebody like Leonard Fournette necessarily um, because of what Jaden can do with his legs. And then you piece everything together around him with running backs that have those sort of different skill sets and, and you know, use them and, and put them in the right spots uh, to really highlight what they do best. Um, you know, they've got, you know, a group of four that, you know, was productive this past season, you would think would be able to take another step, especially John Emery uh, really knocked off the rust last year. It's going to be interesting to see kind of what he can do, maybe finally reach that potential everybody talked about so much uh, as a former five-star. Um, and so LSU, I think, feels really good about what it has at running back for this season, especially because uh, it brings back Jaden Daniels and everything that he does with his legs and then lets those freshmen develop. And at tight end, Pimpton, you know, he was a Vanderbilt commit. LSU got him to flip uh, on the, during the early signing period and signed that day, and he's the third tight end signee that they've have. Uh, all three freshmen to pair with Mason Taylor, who you would think just continues to develop as a tight end in this system, uh, which places such an emphasis on tight ends uh, that he should have another good year as a sophomore if he can continue to kind of work on the things that he needed to in his game. Um, but, you know, he proved himself, especially the second half of the season as a receiver and uh, should continue to you know play well. And then, you know, those three freshmen around him, um, LSU is looking in the transfer portal, keeping an eye on that for in case a veteran tight end enters that they really like, and they want to try to sign someone just like a year left uh, to bridge the gap to those freshmen so they don't have to do too much. Um, because even though LSU had some freshmen really staying out this year, it's hard to you know get count on that year after year after year. Um, and so they want to bring in somebody if they can. If not, though, these three freshmen are going to have to play because of the two tight end sets that LSU uses. Um, and you'll see it'll be interesting to see how, how that shakes out because. Uh, we just don't know a ton about all of them yet. Mac Markway hasn't played a lot um, really in high school. Uh, Jackson McGohan really emerged as a senior. And then Pimpton is, you know, six foot six with a really wide catch radius. And so there's a lot to like about him. Um, and LSU will really get to know him more uh, come preseason because you want to, uh, you know, enroll until the summer. Wilson, thanks so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Man, spring drills right around the corner, brother. So we got some more football to cover. Appreciate thanks, it, brother. Th- thanks, Wilson. Thanks for having me on, y'all. All right. Wilson Alexander covers the LSU Fighting Tigers football team for the Advocate Times-Picayune. We'll be back with more second guests right after this break on the Big 870. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuro air.com that's g-e-t-p-u-r-o-a-i-r.com love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places well working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like t-mobile 
We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Back here on the second guest show, Mike, to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. Bob, before we got Wilson on, we're talking about Brian Flores, now the new defensive quarter with, coordinator with the Minnesota Vikings. Here's the crazy thing about the Vikings. They won 13 regular games last year. Those 13 wins were seven points or less. And actually five of them were three points or less. So what was so that was the record? I know it was NFL record. Somehow they had eleven, or was it nine wins? Well, I think I that know. would be like eight points, but seven points or less. They they were nine games. They won all nine. Yeah, that's what it was. That that's the NFL record. <laughs> and here's the crazy yeah. part: that you would lose in jeopardy. Uh, the Vikings last year offensively scored four hundred twenty-four points. You know what they gave up? Four twenty-seven. How can you win 13 games and you've given up more points than you scored? No, no, that, but that, that, that in the losses, they lost a 17-point game to Philly, a 37-point loss to Dallas, an 11-point loss to Detroit, so when they a 24-point really loss lost. to Green Bay. When they lost, they really lost. Man, they were really El Stinko when they lost. But you were right about all those wins, nine games of seven yeah. points or less, and five of them were three points or less. Well, you know how there's always uh, new playoff teams year in and year out? Uh, that would tell me... That they might not make it. Next year. The Vikings aren't going to be a playoff team. Uh, I'd be interested to see... Uh, you know, it's amazing how everybody was on the Bills bandwagon coming the summer and all that. That uh, where the Bills are going to be at. Because I'm telling you, they're going to have some teams that... You know, we always look at who's up and coming. But what teams are you gonna disappoint you? Okay, uh, what, th- th- I think the Vikings would be one of those. What type of team and, are the Packers going to be next year if they don't have Aaron Rodgers? No, they're, they're going to be uh, uh, down and out. Uh, no, they could be like they could be like the Packers when I played. Uh, when, when I played, uh, the, the Packers weren't very good. So that opens the, the door for Detroit they, they had like, to make uh, the playoffs. Uh, what was the name? Uh, Whitehurst, and then they might have had uh, Magic Man Mikowski and all that. No. It, it, but, you know, they, they were lucky. When you, you think about when you have three decades, like from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers and all what occurred there, that's what you yeah, want as a till franchise. Jo- wait till Jordan Love takes over. Then they, they could be in for a rude <laughs> you, you, you know, the reality check, reality check real quick on, on what type of difference oh, oh, those okay, guys uh, make. Who do you think is going to have more success in the future? You probably, this could be a bet. Who's going to have more success in the future? Trey Lance with the 49ers or Jordan Love with the Packers? Give me Trey. No, but to think about it, I don't know. No, give me Trey. Trey Lance with the 49ers or Jordan Love with the Packers? You got to pick one, Joe. Oh, oh, okay, think about this. Where's Trey going to play this year? 49ers. Yeah, they, they need him to play. Man, look what's around him. 
Right. Oh, you got a better team. You got a better overall team. We'll be back to finish it up. The Big 870. We're finishing up here on Second Guess. Mike Detail, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. Want to tell you that Matt McMahon show will come on right at 7 o'clock here on the Big 870. Let's see if we can squeeze Jimmy in. Jimmy in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. Hey, I'll make it really quick, guys. Number one, Bobby, hey, man, I still owe you that beer. I saw you at the UNO game across the arena, and right. I had to get home, man. My wife, you know, I have to do honeydews and had to get home. I but understand I, that. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of you next time. It's been a rough season for UNO basketball. But I wanted to ask Mike, what can, what can he give us listeners as far as what he took away from the Senior Bowl? Give us a one-minute, two-minute breakdown of what he saw at the Senior Bowl that sticks out to him Man, as far as possible prospect. Offensive line play was terrific. Darnell Wright from Tennessee. Osiris Torrance from Florida, who was a former University of Louisiana Raging Cajun. John Michael Schultz, the safety uh, center uh, from Minnesota. Cody Mark, uh, who played tackle all his career at North Dakota State, played guard really, really well. I was impressed with that offensive line. Evan Hull. Now, um, I was talking to Jeff about him. You know who Evan Hull, the running back from Northwestern, reminds me of? Ed Portalak. Now, on number now, 14 with the Chiefs, Ed yeah, Portalak. You, you got to kind of hit the Wikipedia yeah. on Ed. That's who he reminds me of. When Will McDonald, who uh, played. The Dolphins Don- beat him on Christmas yeah. Day. I remember that. He was a stand-up defensive end, outside linebacker from Iowa State. I really like. Michael Wilson's a player. I am really impressed with, always have been, the receiver from Stanford. Man, he just can't stay healthy. Because if he could, he'd be a day-two pick. But it's to keep him healthy. He can also help you out on special teams. So, Mike, right quick, I have a question for you. uh, Because this could be under the radar. What about Florida A&M, Isaiah Land in 2021, the Buck Buchanan winner as a top player in FCS? He led the nation with 19 sacks. Man, he's he had undecided, a big play. but he can get after no, it. No, he had a big play. He had a big sack. <laughs> he can now. get after it. Man, to cut that edge, he does a really nice job. Now, he's thin build, and I don't know how much weight he'll be able to put on, but I got to get him there. He, he reminds me a little bit of Carl Grandison, is that he's an undersized guy that you needs can some develop weight. him. Yeah. Bobby, finish for it tonight. All right. Bonne nuit, les gens. Good night, people. Who that? Go Saints! How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.